ask you, do you realize that when you're doing praise and worship, you are inviting God into your life, into your presence? Do you realize that after you do that, it's not a time to shut down? How many of us know that sometimes when the word goes forth, we get preoccupied with other things? Am I the only one that knows that? (laughs) And I felt the Lord say, do not close the door. Do not shut down. Be ready to receive what God has for you today. Because he has a word for you. And I thought maybe whenever they announced I was going to preach, we might have an exit. But I'm glad everybody stayed. I'm so glad. But anyway, we have a tendency sometimes, if you don't like the person's voice... You turn them off. If you don't like the way they look, you turn them off. If we don't like the package that the word is placed in, we turn them off. And God is saying, do not turn me off. You have spent this time praising the Lord. Open up your heart. Open up your mind to receive. Have that fertile soil in your spirit to receive what God has for you today. Because he has something for you today. Anytime the word goes forth, God has something for you. Now, a lot of times we don't like it, and we just kind of throw it off. And he's saying, don't throw it off. We are living in a time I never thought I would ever see. There are things going on I never thought I would ever see. I put $47.88 worth of gas in my car, the most I have ever in my life put in at one time. The grocery stores, I heard on the radio the other day, this is going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving dinner in history. We better get prepared. And we're going to talk about foundation, and we better get our foundation sure on the Word of God. That goes for me too. We better build on the Word of God, and not on feelings, not on what we thought, not on what somebody else said, but what on the Word of God says, and we need to make the corrections. And, you know, I get, I get kind of amused sometimes because people don't like plain talk. They like for it to be all fluffy and, you know, where you have to kind of sort it out and dissect it and see what they say. But if you go into the Word of God, it's plain. He says it plain on what you need to do. He, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He says it the way it is. Now, we need to get tough. We need to get a tough skin on that we can withstand some of this stuff and stand up for the Lord. Because he is going to move with you or without you. He is going to move. I personally wanted to be with me. My son-in-law preached a revival last week in Florida. And there was a person in the audience that their healing, their hearing was restored. I know that Pastor Blaine and uh, the, uh, Danny have seen miracles in Columbus, right? I want to see them here. I want to see them here. I want to see souls saved. I want to see them healed. I want to see people delivered. But if we don't get hard skin, so to speak, and buckle up and do what God says to do, we're not going to see it. That was all for you. I just want to have them do anything with that message. <clears throat> but you know, have you ever talked and talked and talked to your kids and they sit there and go like this and then turn around and do just exactly what they want to? You ever think how God feels when we do that? He gave his very best for us. And that's how we treat him sometimes. Okay, I'm good. I want to read this. This is a statement from uh, Tony Evans. I'm kind of like Teresa. I'm not sure if it's correct or not because I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to say it from memory. (laughs) 
Your success in life is being or doing what God created you to do. It has nothing to do with how big your house is, how big your car is, how much gas you put in it. It has nothing to do with any of that. Your success is depends on its being and doing what God has called you to do. And I will say this, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because I, I might have made this up. I don't know. When you're doing a foundation, the higher up the building goes, the deeper the, the foundation has to go. Is that true? I thought it was true. But sometimes I have a tendency to make them up. But I thought that was true. The deeper you, the higher you go up the buildings, the deeper it has to go. The higher you go up with God, the deeper your foundation has to go. You have to be based in the word of God. Your foundation has to be deep and it has to be based on the word of God. And I know Pastor Rowe taught on foundations. Minister Blaine did. I think even Greg hit on the foundation is so very important. So very important. And I want to tell you about a word called but. B-U-T. It is used to introduce a phrase or clause contrasting with what has already been said. Used to indicate the impossibility of anything other than what is being stated. John 16, 3. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I didn't get time to get the scriptures up there. I'm sorry. You're going to have to look them up yourself today. Isn't that a shame? So get your device out, get your Bible out, get whatever, and look it up. Because you know that is so important. Don't believe what somebody else says. You look it up yourself. My mom always told me that. Don't depend on, don't even when they're reading it out of the word, don't depend on what they're saying. You get your Bible and you read it out because you know who in the end is responsible? You are. Okay. John 16, and I'm reading now the English Standard Vision Version. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. Jesus said this. I'm saying this to you. In me you may have peace. He said that. In the world you will have tribulation. Good job, Liz. But take heart. But take heart. When he said in the world you'll have tribulations, he said, but take heart. Done away with that. I have overcome the world. And something that, if turned to Deuteronomy 28, this keeps sticking in my spirit. And this is in the Old Testament, and I understand that. But in, in Deuteronomy 28, I'm not going to read it all. But the first verse says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you, overbay, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, if you do what he says do, is, is that still true today? Or did he change his mind? Did he say, oh, no, you guys can do whatever you want to? Did he say that? No. It's still true today. Okay, go down there to verse 15. 
But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come up on you and overtake you. See the but? He's going to give you all the blessings if you do what you're supposed to. But then the but comes in play. Because if you don't, all the curses will be there. So, that little word in the English language is such a strong word. I was going to give all you guys a million dollars today. But I forgot it at home. (laughs) Same thing. Does away with all of it, right? Okay, when you're going through something... You need to find the word of God where it says, but it's not going to happen to you. But these things won't come upon you if you do what I tell you to do. And you need to find in the word of God because that is part of your foundation. Okay, foundation. It's the lowest load-bearing part of a building. Typically below ground level, it's what holds the building up. When storms come, it all depends on the foundation Remember not too awful long ago when the condo in Miami fell apart? Why? The foundation. And you know what else? They had just inspected that building a week or two before it fell. So, what's that tell you about the foundation? An underlying basis or principle. These are the goals and missions, statements, groups, organizations, community, etc. build on. That's what a foundation is. Our foundation is in the word of God. It is in Jesus. It is in the word of God. And these uh, missions and uh, statements that companies and groups make, and com- that's what they build their company on, their communities on. That's what it is. But I want to talk about your spiritual foundation. All these other foundations are important, but it's not nearly as important as your spiritual foundation. When you come to church or when you are at home, you should begin by worshiping our Lord and Savior and laying everything on the altar and surrendering our will to his will. That's part of building your foundation. Just like we did this morning, such power, such presence of the Lord, such unique uh, opportunity for us to spend time with him. And you need to do that at home because this will build your foundation if after you get done doing that, you surrender And you listen to what he says because he's going to build them. He's going to build your foundation. When you join a gym or some other type of physical form of of exercise, as you can tell, look at me. I don't do that. I don't like to put my money in something I know I'm not going to do. So I don't even bother doing that. But they ask you what your goals are. When you go in there, they ask you what your goals are. I know they had the fit warriors. I'm not sure if uh, Tennille will ask what your goals were or not. But you can have a lot of goals. And you're building a foundation for them. You're, you build a foundation for her to be able to help you. Do you want to lose weight? Most of us do. Tone your body. Develop your muscles. Increase your balance or your strength or maybe something else. Now, this is your foundation for this activity. This is what they do. This is what they start to build on. You basically surrender your will, we'll use Tennille as an, as an example. She doesn't mind because she looks pretty fit. Okay, when you come to that, and you, if you guys were here, I didn't come. So no judgment here, I didn't come. But when you come and you fill that out, you basically surrender your will to hers. 
you basically say she has the right to come to you and say, you need to do it this way, or you might want to think about doing it that way. Now, she might say it nicer than I just said it, but in all said and done, that's what it means. You give your permission for her or whoever your instructor is to tell you what you need to do in order for you to get where you want to go. That sound familiar? Now, if you don't do it, is it her fault that you don't look like she does? No. If you don't do it, whose fault is it? It's yours. But see, basically, that's what you have to do. If they say, you know, you need to come to the gym three times a week, oh, that's a lot of times to come. If you want this thing to work, you will need to come three times a week. I'm just using that thing here. Sometimes we say, well, I don't think I want it. I don't think it's worth that much, and we quit. But anyway, that's what we need to do for God. We need to, you know, when you come to church and you listen to your pastor preach, they love you, and they spend time in prayer, And when they have a scripture or something that hits you, it's not because they've been watching over your shoulder or whatever. It's because God has spoken to them that they're going to give to you to help you build your foundation. But you know what happens a lot of times? They say, well, I don't think I want that bad, and people leave. But when when the pastor preaches and he hits you, you should say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I have a pastor that's praying. Thank you, God, that I have a pastor that has the nerve to say it out to me. Where he might not even know it's you. That's Satan when he tells you that the pastor is picking on you. Okay, we'll go on with that too. Okay, whether it's your job or other activity or some type of foundation or build on, to build on, you just don't always think of it as a foundation. We just do it. When you get to a, when you come to an exercise place, you don't think that that when you fill out that form that that's your foundation. But it is because that is what you're building on. It's one step at a time. You build on that that thing, and that is your foundation. They also have an evaluation. I don't like evaluations. Because you know why? Usually points out something I haven't done or that I need to do, and I don't like them. I don't. Just something, if you work, I always hated this time of year. If you, had, if you worked and you had to fill out an evaluation, you had to tell them what your goals were. Well, sometimes my goal was just making it to work every day. That was my goal for the year. But they don't want that. They want something else. But you know, spiritually, you should be setting goals. You should set a goal that you're closer to the Lord today than you were yesterday. You should set a goal to God that you're going to do more for him today than you did yesterday. And I'm going to do more tomorrow than I did today. But we don't think about it. And we don't get angry if they tell us what we're not doing. Well, sometimes we get angry. But we, you know, we have to take it. Okay, David did a self-examination. Sometimes you need to do a self-examination. Because, you know, you can... I look pretty good until I look in the mirror. And then I think, oh, dear Lord... You do that? Seriously, do you do that? That's what you do spiritually too. I didn't look the scripture up, but actually the Bible tells you that, that you look in a mirror and see one thing. It's not worded this way, but you look in the mirror and see one thing and you walk away and see something else. That's not the way it's quoted, so you don't look up those words, but that's what it means. We do that. We need a self-evaluation. David did it regularly. In Psalms 139, in the English Standard, 
David. And, you know, David was a man after God's own heart, and David made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, his first thing when he made a mistake, he ran to God. He would run to God. And in uh, 139.23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Because David knew he had a wicked mind. He knew he had wicked thoughts, but he wanted God to search him and tell him and see if there be any grievous ways in me and lead me in the way everlasting. He surrendered to God. He said, Lord, search me. Show me where I'm doing wrong. Show me what I'm doing wrong. And then he says, show me what I need to do in order to correct that. In Matthew 7, 24 through 26, this talks about building your house on the rock. And we all know who the rock is, right? Okay, now, um, I, didn't, I didn't put in the verses ahead of this, but I would encourage you to go. Let's see if I can find it real quick. It's been a while since I used this kind of Bible because I've been used to using those little uh, phone Bibles. Now, it's a lot easier to flip up, just put your finger on that than to look up all these pages. But Matthew 7, I'm just going to read maybe, let's see, that is 24. I'm not going to read it all, but I want you to put this on your thing to do today. And as you read this, ask God if this is you, to ask him to search you. Because it says in 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who has done, does the will of my father in heaven. That's what I'm going to read. But I want you to go home and read the rest of it. Open yourself up. Say, God, is there anything in my life that is hindering me from being what you want me to be? Does my foundation need some work done on it? Do I need to do anything? But he says in 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. As long as you just hear and don't do anything, you're not wise. It doesn't say you're, it just says you're not wise. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall. Because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Don't get mad at me. That's what God said. That's what the word says. If you don't do what the word says do, he calls you a foolish man. I didn't call you foolish. I wouldn't do that. But he did. And when you hear the word of God and you don't do what the word of God says, he says you're foolish. Now, when you talk about these storms, the verse is telling you how to build on a foundation. How many has ever had a storm in your life? I think everybody's had a storm in their life. I've had some things in my life that I thought I couldn't breathe anymore. I thought I'd done because it hit me so hard. But you know what? My, my foundation was built on the word of God. My foundation has taken me through. And I've told the Lord and I've told people, there have been times in my life I could have went to an island, never saw another human as long as I lived. 
but I never wanted to lose his fellowship. That was my foundation, and that's what it took me through it. And that's how I can stand to look at some humans now, because of my foundation. I mean, get honest. Get honest. Isn't that true? But you know what? You have to love them, and you have to forgive them, and that is difficult sometimes. But that is my foundation, and I've had to walk it. Now, sometimes it takes me longer than it does others, and I will agree. But that is my foundation. My foundation was built on the rock. But you know what? I have to be careful because there can be things that get in and crumble my foundation. And I do not want that foundation crumbled. It's more than just hearing. It's doing the word. When the wise man built his house on the rock, it was a solid foundation. You know, we were in, Jerry and I were in uh, Florida in October of 1980, or 1988, 2018, right the day before Hurricane Michael hit. And we used to go down there and be there when our, to see our daughter. And when you go back now, it's like a flat land there because the foundations weren't built hurricane strong and it just almost wiped out Mexico Beach. But you know, that is the same way with Christians. If your foundation is not strong, when these storms of life come, and they will come, I would like to be, you know, real sweet and say they ain't going to happen, but it's going to happen. And when these storms come, you need to be solid in the word of God that you can stand these storms. Now, they'll go back and rebuild. You know what they do? The second time they rebuild, they have to be hurricane strong. They learn. Okay, that's a good example for us. If you have had a storm that about took you out, you might need to firm up your foundation. You might need to get in the Word and firm it up. And be honest with yourself. You know, it does no good if you're not honest with yourself. Because the only person you're fooling is yourself. Because usually everybody else can see it. Just, you know. So you know that. That's true. Is that not true? That's true. Okay, this is an email that I got from Dr. Tony Evans. You guys know who Dr. Tony Evans is? He's, he's a wonderful man. This is about faith. Faith isn't merely feeling like God is telling the truth. Nor is it saying God is telling the truth. For faith is to truly be faith. It involves acting like God is telling the truth. It involves acting like he's telling the truth. That's why the Bible calls it walking by faith, not talking by faith or even feeling by faith, but it's walking by faith. Unless you, your faith makes it all the way down to your feet, it's not faith. What you believe about him must be married to what you do in light of that belief, or it's not faith. It's just a bunch of words. Exercising faith makes God's involvement in your life not just a theory in your mind, but a reality in your life. And he gave an example of the, his church that they had a very high electric bill, and they wanted to cut down on this electric bill. So, as that being resolved, they installed motion detector Lighting in certain rooms. You know, those kinds that when you go in, they come on. When you go, you leave, they leave, they go out. That meant the lights came on only when motion was detected. If there was no motion, there was no light. And the lights went off on their own when people left without turning them off. 
Then the lights came back on when motion was detected again. Similarly, God will give you the power and light you need when you need it. But he'll wait until he detects motion on your part. Isn't that good? He's good. If there's no movement in faith, there will be no power in your life. The two are tied together. You must trigger the use of his power in your life, and you do that through actions carried out in faith. And, you know, sometimes, even in my life, sometimes there ain't been no motion. That's not good English, but there has not been any motion in my life. And there ain't been no motion in my life. There have been times, but if I hadn't had that foundation that was down deep that would carry me through because I didn't feel like I needed any motion. I couldn't give any motion. But because I had that foundation down deep, because I was grounded in the Word of God, that's what took me through. That's what moved me up. That's what gave me motion again. When your foundation gets shaky or starts to crumble, you need to get it in there and repair it. By the word of God. Don't just let it go. I was thinking, yeah, Pastor Roach mentioned a couple weeks ago about the noise in their car. When uh, Pastor Megan and the girls heard the noise and they thought, you know, no big deal. And Pastor Bro heard it and they thought, this is a big deal. When they, no offense to anybody, but when they ignored the, the noise, there was a problem. When you ignore the noise in your life that is a problem that your foundation needs to be checked out, you need to get that looked into. You need to find, and I will tell you one thing, the longer you go, the more it will take to to fix it. I don't know if you have any mechanics in here. I have mechanics in my family. You ignore taking care of that car. The longer you take ignore it and don't take care of it, the more it's going to cost you. And it's the same way spiritually. When you first have that noise that you hear in your spirit that you need to correct something or you need to change something, you need to get in there and get it done. And the sooner you get it done, the easier it will be for you because if you don't and you keep pulling on things on it and on it and on it, it's going to take you longer. And with a car, sometimes it gets almost irreparable. I'm going to go and... uh, Talk a little bit about, if you were here a couple weeks ago when Minister Blaine spoke, he talked about the concrete man. I'll I'll fill you in for the ones that maybe weren't here. He worked with his dad when he was two, I think. He worked with his dad. And uh, his dad was going to have some concrete poured. And there was a man that he's the best concrete person around in Wyandotte County. In Wyandotte County. He's the best concrete man there is around, but he ain't cheap. He costs a lot. And his dad was trying to get it for a little bit less money. And he'd go to this guy and try and get, you know, try and him bring his price down. And this guy wouldn't. And his dad kept coming back saying the same thing, and he wouldn't. Finally, the man, the concrete guy, got kind of upset with him and said, you know what? If you want second-rate concrete, you go get somebody else. If you want the best concrete, this is the price. Heaven gave us the best. God sent the best he had for you, for me. 
And sometimes we want to give him less. We want to cheapen it and do the least amount that we can do or maybe not do it as well. And I don't want to say anything about uh, Minister Blaine's dad, but there's no God greater than our God. There is no one like Jesus who was crucified, died, and rose from the dead. And I might add, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. He raised Jesus from the dead, and that same spirit is within you. And sometimes we ignore him. We ignore him. The concrete man didn't cut corners. He said, nope, this is it. This is what it is. I have a reputation. This is what I do, and I will not... I won't uh, cut any corners just to save you a few money, some few dollars. Sometimes we want to cut corners. Oh, Lord, it won't hurt just this one time. I want to cut corners. I want to do this. This is one time because I enjoy it, because I like it, because it feels good. We're like laying our head in Delilah's lap. Because Samson laid his head in Delilah's lap three times, and the fourth time he told her. But he kept playing around with sin. He kept playing around doing what he knew he should not be doing. And that's exactly what we do sometimes. And it may not be a blatant sin. It may be something small that God has told you not to and you do it anyway. But he, God doesn't cut corners. If he says it's sin in here, it's sin. I don't care what you interpret it to be, it's sin. I don't care how you look at it, it's sin. That is why we need to come to church. We need to come together because we need to hear the word of God. We need to hear our pastor when he's preaching, when God has dropped something in his spirit. We need to hear that. And we need to say, yes, Lord, thank you. And we need to correct it and go on. But he had a product that was tried and true, and it stood the test, the concrete man. <laughs> Jesus does too. But I'm talking about the concrete man right now. He had a, a product that was tried and true. Everybody knew it. He knew it. But spiritually, God has proven himself time and time again. In Joshua 21:45, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. Are you guys the house of Israel? You are. You were grafted in. You are adopted in. He gave his life for you. All came to pass. Every word that he, God said came to pass. Every word that God has said in here will come to pass. Every word that God has spoken to you personally will come to pass. Now, there might be conditions. If you meet the conditions, there were conditions to the, some of the covenants that God gave. There were con- just like that one I read in, De- in uh, Deuteronomy 28. If you keep my commandments, that's a condition. Then he will keep his word. When you don't do what he says to do, you are the one that voids the contract, not him, because he's faithful to his word. In Joshua 23:14, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed. Of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. I think so his dad decided if he was going to pay the price and get the good concrete. Or go somewhere else to get a lesser grade of concrete. Just like we have to decide if we want God's best. It's your decision. Do you want God's best? Do you want your foundation built 
down that when the storms of life come, and they are coming, the storms are coming, and if your foundation is down strong, you will be taken through. But if your foundation is not, you may not make it. The tree root system, the tree root system, the roots of a tree, there which it was, is another example of strong foundations. Very strong. Tree roots serve two vital functions. They gather nutrients from the soil and they support the weight of the top growth of the tree. Your foundation gets and supports your spiritual food. It gives, them, it gives you nutrients and it makes you strong and it will support your weight. It will support you when trials come. It will support you when things don't turn out like you thought they would turn out. It will support you and keep you going. We see on the news when a storm hits, particularly in Florida, those trees just bow all the way down to the ground sometimes. And there are trees that the roots go as down that far as they are, the tree is up at the top. But when those storms hit and those trees bend and they lay all, all the way down to the ground, but when the storm is over... Right there, just like we should be. When the storms of life are over, we should flip right back up. We should not allow the storms to keep us down. Sometimes they may lose part of their tree, but the tree remains, and they repair themselves. Sometimes you might go through a storm, it just about does you in, and it might take part of your physical body, you think, away. It's not really. It's there. But you will be restored if your foundation is such. You know, after a storm, people go out and they check their trees. They check the foundations of their house. Have you ever saw a house that the foundation was crumbling in? Okay, there's been a crack somewhere that water has gotten into that foundation. And then, you know, you have the freeze and contract, freeze and contract stuff. And it weakens the foundation. You need to check your foundation To make sure there's no cracks in it. You need to check your foundation. And make sure it's solid in the word of God. And if you develop. If you see a crack that's developed. Fix it. With the word of God. Because if you don't. Satan's after your foundation. I don't know if you know that or not. But he is after your foundation. Because he wants you to fail. And really he doesn't care. If if you're lukewarm. He really likes you lukewarm. But he, God wants you to be strong and powerful in that foundation. If he can put a crack of doubt or unbelief in your foundation, he will start chipping away to make your foundation weak and maybe eventually crumble. That's what he does. Uh, we have to do maintenance. If you have a house, it's never-ending maintenance on your house. It's never ending. And if you don't take care of that physical house, it will fall apart. Have you ever drawn past a house that looked like it was literally about to fall down and you think, why on earth did they let it get in that condition? You ever do that for a natural house? You ever looked at people who maybe at one time was on fire for God that no longer lives for God? And you think, how on earth could anybody who once knew the fellowship of God just walk away from it? How on earth could anybody that once knew God and what he could do just walk away from it? It may be uh, unforgiveness. 
It may be you have to forgive. This is hard. This is hard for people. I went through something, probably been about a year ago now, that I really didn't realize I had that unforgiveness. But, you know, God will put people in your life that will remind you you have it. And my son and a friend of mine told me (laughs) that I did this, that I had this problem. Can you believe that? Me having that problem, I'm telling you. And anyway, every time I'd turn the radio on, there'd be a song about forgiveness. I've said, you know, I'm getting a little bit tired of this. But anyway, this is what happened. And when people come to you, you know, I didn't get mad at my son. I didn't get mad at my friend. I listened to him. Now, I didn't hop onto it the next day and say, well, hot dog, I'm going to dress this right now. I didn't do that. But I did think about it, and I allowed God to, to use me. And once I talked with that person and got this off, it was like a load lifted off of my shoulders. And I did not realize that I had that problem. I know you find it hard to believe, but I did not realize I had that problem. But when they started telling me this, and I was open to their correct, not their correction, they were concerned because they saw that in me. I didn't see it, but they saw it in me. And they were concerned. They cared about my well-being. When someone cares about your well-being and says these things, embrace it. Embrace them. And then quickly repent and start working on that foundation. Because, you know, with that one problem, I only had that one problem, I'll tell you that, that one. But anyway, whenever that happens, if I don't deal with it, Satan will start chipping away at my foundation. He will start chipping. He'll start chipping away at your foundation. So we have to be open. But you know, usually when God shows us something like that, what's the first thing we do? And if it comes from our pastor, the first thing we do, I'm not going there and listen to that anymore. I'm going to find me another church. Is that true or not? That's true. Okay. What God is saying today, and sometimes the smallest thing can start that crack in your foundation. And God is wanting for you to gird up that foundation. He's wanting you to fill in those cracks. He's wanting you to take, let the word of God come in. And he's wanting that, that foundation to go down deeper and deeper and deeper. So when the storms of life come, we can stand those storms. We can come through victorious. We can come through with the victory. And that is what he's wanting us to do today. If Richie will come up here, please. Uh, he's wanting us to look at ourselves and evaluate yourself. And I know you're all beautiful. I know you're all sweet. I know you're all loving and you don't have a problem in the world. I know that. But we like to think that. But God is saying, look at you. Look at you. Open your heart up and surrender. You know, I could have held on to my unforgiveness. I had held on to it for years. And I could have held on to it for a few more years. You know? And we get used to things and they become a part of us that we don't even realize it's there. And it becomes a part of us. But God is saying, I want to move. I want to see the, I want to see the healings here in Marion. 
We talked, uh, I think it was yesterday, about how witchcraft is running rampant in Marion. We need to stand against that witchcraft. We need to stand up against the drugs. We need to stand up against marriages that falling apart. And we need to stand up against all of these things. But our foundation has to be deep. Because whenever you start standing up against this stuff, you know what's going to happen? It's going to come to you. It's going to come, you know, they're going to come after you. Not them, but, you know, Satan will come after you. And you need your foundation deep. You need to know the word of God. You need to have it on your heart. You need to know that it's what it said because you may not have time to run and get your Bible. The phone system may be down. You need to have it in your heart and you need to stand on the word of God and you need to quote the word of God because it is as powerful today as it was when Jesus walked on this earth. It has not lost any of its power. And when God starts seeing the motion lights going on, he's going to start putting the power in you. He's going to start giving you power. But if he doesn't see any motion, he's going to give it to somebody else where there's life, where there's motion and there's life. And uh, I'd like for you to stand, if you will. And I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know anything, you know, about what you are dealing with. The only thing I know is you better have your foundation strong. You better have it deep and you better have it on the word of God. Because there are going to be storms that come. But there, are, there is an answer. There is an answer to your problems. And it is God. But you have to surrender your will You know, when I had to talk to that person, do you think I wanted to talk to them? No, I did not want to talk to them. But I had to surrender my will to God's will in order for me to move forward. And I'm not telling you it's easy. I'm telling you it's hard because I didn't want to do it because I could have went on forever, never saw that person again. But see, that's not what God wants because it will chip away at my foundation. It will chip away and it will get stuff in my life that I don't want. So God wants you today. Open up to him. When we had that praise and worship, he was saying, open up to me. Let me come in. Let me fellowship with you. Let me be in you what I need to be in you for you to do what I need you to do. When we see the motion lights come, when he sees the motion lights come on, he's going to give you the power. He's going to move for you. Lord, I just pray right now. I just pray, Lord, that we would be honest with you. Be honest with ourselves. Lord, that we would open up and allow you to show us what we need to do. I pray, God, that everybody in here, Lord, that every soul that's represented here, God, would open up to you and allow you to come into them. Lord, that that foundation will be strong, that we build our whole life on your foundation, Lord, and it goes deeper. Because, God, as you want us to do more in the, in the kingdom world, in the spirit world, Lord, our foundation has to be deeper. Our foundation has to go down and it has to be built on the word of God. And I just pray, Lord, that you touch each one. Lord, touch each one. Lord, that we would surrender to you, that I would allow you to shine that light on me, to show me what I need to do, to show me what I need to correct. And I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you do what you say you will do. And I worship you this morning. I worship you this morning. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, God. If anyone does need prayer, if you want to come up, we will pray with you. But I just pray that you allow God to move in your life.